0: Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Mitzvah Shvi, the last Aliyah in Parashas Mitzvah. This Aliyah is on the topic of Summary of the Laws of Purity. It is a very small Aliyah running from a Perik Tesvav Pasuk Chav to Lamed Gimel, a sum total of only five Psokeh. Um, the the Torah now reminds us that they, this is completing the end of the parasha of Zavah, a, pers- a woman who has an unnatural flow, which makes her Im- impure for a day for the time of the flow and seven days after that. And we hear about the korbanos she brings, which are very much similar to the korban of Azav, which we learned about in the fifth aliyah. We then hear about the really the capstone pasuk in this parasha, which is V'hizaretim es Yisrael mitumasam. It's a hard word to translate, but perhaps we we will warn Israel about the, the from this impurity. They should not die, but when they become impure. But when they will impurify my sanctuary, which is among them. And then it, it reminds us of all the different categories: the zav, the shichvazera, the davar the zaves zavah for a man or a woman, and uh, all the different applications of Tuma and taira. A few basic questions to think about in this Aliyah is number one. What does the word Vihizartem? This is a crucial word in our Aliyah. It's pasuk Lamed Aleph. What does it mean? So usually the word Azhara means a warning. And that is perhaps, as the Ibn Ezra points out, one possibility is that could mean warning. The trouble with that interpretation is the word as it is spelled here is without an, an Aleph. Vihizartem does not have an Aleph in it. It's just, hey, Zion, Resh. There is no Aleph there. Um, so it could be, as the Ibn Ezra suggests, quoting some medakta Khabshat, those who follow the linguistics, that in fact it does not; the aleph was dropped. But the Ibn Ezra says that's very unusual. There are times where certain letters are dropped: nuns at the beginning of words, Hay's at the end of words, but an aleph in the middle is not, or the, uh, is is not the way that it, it really works. This is unusual, says the Ibn Ezra. So the po- po- possibility the Ibn Ezra suggests uh, rather is is that maybe it comes to the word from the word nazir nazir means to be distant like a nazir who separates himself israel should separate themselves from impurity a third possibility is, is suggested by the Bachar shar the bahar shar suggests that the, it comes to the word zarus which means strange says that the, the b'nai israel should estrange themselves they should make it foreign to them um in order to distance themselves in order to be completely disconnected from impurity so whether it be as that b'nai israel are warned b'nai israel are separate or b'nai israel are uh, in a certain sense estranged from impurity that's what's at, at stake over here now what is the punishment over here we hear that the, that uh, hashem says don't do this in order that you do not die what kind of death is this referring to? So the Guru Aryeh the uh, Maharal, in his commentary on Rashi on the Torah, points out that there really are two different types of what called heavenly deaths that could, God forbid, be decreed upon a person. One is Misabide Shemaim, death in heaven's hands, and the other one is Kares, which is being uh, being cut off. And he points out that both of them are premature death, premature death of natural causes, or Hashem will take care that the person does not reach their full capacity. Um, but the difference is that kares, which is being excommunicated, will also, in fact, involve their children also dying prematurely as well, which is a very, very severe punishment. And he points out that actually what we're talking about over here is kares, is, is being cut off, and that's a very significant concern. If a person is in a state of impurity and then engages in being with Purity. So let's, the question is, what is it that a person does? What what is the warning here in our parsha? So the most basic way of understanding this, and this is the the Rav Yosef, Yosef B'khor Shor explains this, but this is the the basic reading of the aliyah is that the, that p- these impurities are disgusting things. They're they spiritually. There's 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 a certain element that we're trying to avoid. This some of them are things that we bring upon ourselves through our actions. Some of them are natural bodily functions. And in that sense, that it's not that we chose or it's bad, but it we, there is a state of purity that we need to move away from that void created by the state of impurity. And the most significant piece over here is that in such a state we are not allowed, we are disallowed from engaging in anything which is kaddish, which is holy. So that would mean to say that a person who is in a state of impurity, whether voluntarily or, um, or, or just simply involuntarily, and they come into the Mishkan, and they come into the Bezimikdash in such a state, knowingly, or they touch something which is holy, they eat something which is, which is holy, Kodjim, Kodshim Kalim, Shrema if that person is a kind. In such an instance, that person would therefore perhaps get um, this terrible spiritual punishment for being in such a state. However, the Rabbeinu B'chaya quotes the Gemara in Shavuot, which famously says that what's being talked about over here is generally speaking, making Gedarim, making Siyagim, fences around Areas of purity and impurity. So the example Gemara gives is the halacha, which we know is what's called prisha leveses, which means to say that in the menstrual cycle um, there there is there are specific days which are more have a higher propensity to be the time when uh, the menstrual cycle will begin, and at that point in time there is a there there is a of a husband and wife being together at that time, for that period, whether it be 12 hours or 24 hours, depending on which of the vestois, which of these days it is, that's what's called, called prisha samoch levesis, not getting involved in something which could have very high stakes um, errors, um, and that's around this time. So the if that's the case, as the Gomorrah says, how does that relate to the words in our Pasuk, which talk about v'tamam is mishkani, when impurifying my mishka, my sanctuary, so the Baruch Amar—that's uh, the Torah Temima. To the Rav uh, Epstein points out in his footnotes on this, uh, on, on quoting this Gemara in Shavuos. That that we know that when a marriage works well, when a marriage is is worked on by both sides and everybody is 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 working to make this a place not just of emotional um, um safety but also spiritual building, then really Hashem's presence is found in that marriage as well. It's not simply a physical union. It's not simply a functional financial partnership. It is a spiritual building. Hashem's shchina is there, and therefore Hashem is saying if you you need to treat that relationship with the utmost care in terms of sanctity, in terms of purity. And that's why you have to be very, very careful not to bring impurity into this. And that's why that's called the Mishkan. Hashem's Mishkan is in every marriage. Rav Natar Yitzel of Berlin has a different perspective, and he says that it refers to our bodies. Our body is a sanctuary, bilvavi mishkan evne, that in a certain sense our body is a micro mishkan. Hashem says uh, um, that you should build a mishkan I'll dwell in every one of you. And if I dwell in every one of you, says Hashem, then treat your body, treat the way that you interact with the world in a very careful way. If you're in a state of impurity, don't violate that, uh, that that impurity um, by by um, uh, entering a place of holiness or bringing something holy into you, um, eating something um, which is holy while a person is in a state of impurity. That's what's being talked about over here as well. There are other applications of this passage as well. So for instance, the Gomorrah in Moed Cotton Duff um, Hay and what Allah tells us um, that there's a very important responsibility of the community or the based in that um, Maharaj says that it refers to the fact that we have to make um, clear boundaries for graveyards um, so that means to say that if there's a burial or let's say there's a body which is buried um, a burial grounds or cemetery um, that based in have the responsibility of Metsayin and Esakforos to make a, um, a, a, a indicator that there is a, 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 a grave there so that Kohanim um, will not be able to will not make a mistake or people eating something which is holy will not make a mistake and go over that area and therefore be in a state of impurity so this is a responsibility to the community which has many applications as well Finally, worthwhile co- concluding with a very beautiful thought, which is brought in the Torah's Kohanim, which is the the the, the here at the end of the parasha, and the and the major says What does it mean? Mishkani. When they make my Mishkan, my sanctuary impure. This teaches to The lesson that we learn over here is that even though the Bnei are impure, Hashem says I will still reside among you. I in the it says Hashem need them to be careful about my Mishkan. But even when they do impurify it, I will still reside among them. The Shekhinah, the Mishkan, is still amongst them, even betoich to Muslim, even in their impurity. With this, we conclude the last Aliyah of Mitzorah and the Parish as a whole. In the meantime, have a wonderful, meaningful day and a beautiful Shabbos.